Welcome to The Junkyard, hosted by Jake Bozen and Ben Jenkins. All right, welcome back to The Junkyard here. Uh, episode 9 this week, I believe. Unfortunately, uh, if you guys saw my tweet, our buddy Ben isn't here, but we have an adequate replacement for him. Mr. Brevin, if you want to go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and give your background with baseball and would, why you're on the show. adequate, but but I'm here. Oh, yeah, hey, so, it's a fill-in. Yeah. You're good at baseball. It's what we need, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a little bit about myself. Uh, background with baseball. Uh, I played up until I was in eighth grade. Uh, so, you know, I'm obviously a professional caliber baseball player. Uh, but, you know, I've, I follow the game my whole life. You know, just have a passion, have a love for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm from Denver, so a huge Rockies fan. So, And we'll, we'll get into that later, yeah, we'll actually, We'll probably get into that a little bit later today. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where we're at now. And I'm Definitely a solid second baseman in the intramural <laughs> league. So only commit about three errors a game. Hey, that's better than most people in yeah. intramurals, let's be fair. Yeah, yeah. I was playing outfield last year, and I definitely had like six in a single game. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I pitched a little bit too. I uh, gave up about 20 earned runs, so my mm-hmm. EA, EA, ERA is infinity, but other than that. Almost like Trevor Rosenthal for the Nats. Although right. he finally got an out. Yeah, he finally did. He finally I, did. I was very yeah. proud about. Yeah, yeah. He finally got three outs. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was pitching intramurals last year, for for whatever reason it was either intramurals or IFC, and there's a liner straight back at my head, and mm-hmm. I I dodged it with like a second despair. I put my glove up and it nicked my glove. Ooh, it was one of the scariest things. As I was walking off the mound, I had to like take a second just to like like figure myself out what was going on. Yeah, same thing happened to me. Although uh, the line drive got me right in the leg. Oh, and that'll leave a mark. Yeah, no, it was oh. softball size mark. Yeah, for a solid two three weeks. Oh. Still finished pitching the game, but like I said, I Hell gave up yeah. another 15 runs. That's but. some hockey endurance right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I appreciate that. All right, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Brevin. We are going to go into our power rankings start off. So Brevin, if you want to give yours, I know yours is a little non-traditional compared yeah. to what most people would think, but that's good. That's good. We like hearing that. So if you want to go ahead and uh, break yours down real quick. Yeah, do you want me to go five to one? Yes, yeah, five, five to one. Okay. Yeah. So uh, surprisingly, I got Pittsburgh at number five. And I was I was interested to hear about this, and I was interested to hear your reasoning about this because yeah. not a lot of people have them, even in their like top eight, top nine. Yeah, so uh, I'm kind of going off off the rails here a little bit, but that's, I like that's it. How I, I like that's it. My style. Um, yeah, I got Pittsburgh there. They had a pretty good week last week. I'm pretty sure they won seven of eight or eight mm-hmm. of nine. They they really killed it. Although the past couple games, I think they've dropped. I think three or four straight. Yeah. Um, but other than that, they were killing it. Archers killing it. Archer's uh, been fantastic for them. Yeah. Archer, their entire rotation has been fantastic. Right. Uh, between him and Tyon. Yeah. And Tyon one. is one of the nastiest pitchers in the game. He's got an arsenal that's up there with just about anyone. It's right, ridiculous. Right. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of Clint Hurdle, too. Like the I love style, Clint so. Hurdle. And I love yeah. Ray Searidge, the best pitching coach in the game, yeah, yeah. hands oh, down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got Pittsburgh number five. I threw Seattle in at number four. Mm-hmm. Which is um, justified. They've, right. they've gotten off to one of the best starts in all of baseball. Yeah. I think they started off 13 and two. Yes. It was ridiculous. Um, dropped off a little bit. The past week, but still, you got to throw them up there just based off record, mm-hmm. winning percentage. Uh, put Astros number three. You know, we were talking earlier; they they won ten straight, so that's justified there. Mm-hmm. Although this past week they did drop a little bit, a couple games here and there. Um, but just overall, their their team is just all around good. They it's about as, as solid a team yeah. as you'll find. Right. It's it's really impressive to see how they built that up over the past couple of years. Very very well rounded. Mm-hmm. So. Um, then I got the Dodgers number two. Mm-hmm. Again, um, makes sense. Yeah, you can't. I, I hate to put them there, being a Rockies and being a Believe being me. a homer, but you know that's just good baseball I, I feel around that. there. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number one, I got the Rays. Yeah, they, again, justifiable. They've yeah. been the best team in the AL East all year, and they've been one of the best teams in baseball. 
Right. Love the opener idea. Oh, I Love think it. it's one of the coolest things in baseball. And it's interesting to see they relied on it uh, a lot last year, but now they, they've got a couple of guys up now. They have, obviously, the Cy Young winner, and Blake Snell is coming back from injury, which is right. great to see. They've got, um, oh, good Lord, what's the guy they got from Pittsburgh? Um, Glasnow? No. Glasnow, yes, yeah, Tyler Glasnow. He's been lights out. And their entire bullpen has just been the best bullpen in the league this yeah. year. It's ridiculous to see. Right, yeah. So I got them number one. They're they're crushing it. They they've just they're pitching lights out. It's, it, it's the best up up to bottom staff rotation bullpen. It's the best pitching in the in the entire league, in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, I got them number one. I would. Uh, yeah, I I won't agree with that necessarily because I got mine a little bit different. Yeah. But uh, but I'm yeah, I'll go. I'm off, I'm off the rails a little bit. No, it's good. That's good. Like beating around or uh, taking that not so walked path. It's good. Uh, for mine, I got a little bit different. I don't have any, you know, necessarily off the beaten path teams in there. Uh, at five, as much as I hate to keep putting them in the top five, I got the Phillies. They've been great this entire year. The only reason I don't have them a little bit higher is because they lost three out of four to your boys yeah, uh, up in yeah. Denver, which I love to see. But that bullpen uh, over the past eight games or ten games has been ridiculous. It's got a two one six ERA, and that's been a real strength for them after being kind of a weakness last year. Yeah, and they they lost David Robertson a couple weeks ago, so it's really it's good for them that they're carrying it over and not having that hit them as much as people thought it would. Right. And they've had a uh, Hector Neris move into that closers role and he's been absolutely fantastic. So you, I mean, I don't like to see that, but you know, Phillies fans love to see that. Yeah. Cause Philly Phillies fans love anything about Phillies about the Phillies. So I, I, I can't get on board, man. Yeah, I can't. I, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, at five, uh, I got a newcomer to my top five or excuse me at four. Uh, I got the Cardinals. Their offense has really, really picked it up this past week. They led the National League in batting average and on-base percentage. And Marcelo Zuna is finally, I feel like, putting it together after that. Because they gave up a lot to get him from Miami uh, yeah. the last offseason, not this past one or the one before. He kind of wasn't what they expected him to be last year, and he's finally rounding into form, I feel like. And he's been fantastic. In the in the past week, uh, he had seven homers and 14, 14 RBIs, and he's got an 11-game on-base streak. Yeah, that so, and Paul Goldschmidt. And Paul Goldsmith has just been the heart and soul of that team. Yeah. I think it was one of the steals of the offseason. Oh, hands I don't down. know how the Diamondbacks didn't get more for him, but it's ridiculous. And then, of course, they got him long term because it sent him that huge extension. Yeah, they, so they, that's going to be great for them. There, so they got him and Matt Carpenter. It's going to be it's going to yeah. be dangerous oh, for a couple yeah. years. Uh, at three, I have the Rays. I, I keep saying it. They got the best rotation in baseball. They got the best bullpen in baseball. The only reason I don't have them any higher, it's similar to uh, the Phillies. They lost. Uh, four and, four to Boston, they got swept, uh, and that was they matched their uh, entire loss total from the first eighteen games of the season in just that four game stretch, which is yeah. unbelievable to think about. But they're still fantastic. They got Blake Snell coming back; he's going to have major impact on that. Austin Meadows got injured, which is going to be bad for them. Uh, he was hitting three fifty one with nineteen RBIs. He's been arguably the best player on one of the best teams in baseball. I had him as a dark horse MVP candidate, actually. Uh, a couple weeks ago, but I once they get these guys back for injuries, there's going to be almost nothing that can stop them. Right, they're going to yeah, be fantastic that, yeah. if they can get that offensive consistency like they've been developing this past year and that last year too. They're going to be one of the most dangerous teams in baseball. Yeah, do you I, think that they can keep it up for the whole season though? I I think since they're based so heavily on pitching, pitching is more reliable throughout a season than hitting. I feel like you're more likely to get better starts out of pitchers than you are better hitting out of a hitter. I feel like maybe that's just me. I don't know. But they have that that staying power. I think they stay up. I I don't see them dropping out of my top five in the entire season unless they 
you know, end up dropping like 12 straight or something like yeah. that. Something ridiculous. Well, the crazy thing is, is last year they won, what, 90 games? Yeah, they, they were, were still yeah. seven games out of the wild card. Yeah. Well, it helps when, you know, the Red Sox win 108 games and the Yankees won 100. Yeah. The A's, too. I think they won. Yeah, A's won 97. 97. Yeah. Yeah, which is so. ridiculous. So, yeah, I think they're finally going to gonna break that and get back in the postseason. Uh, at two, I got the Dodgers, you know, kind of polar opposite of the Rays. They have the best offense in the league. Cody Bellinger has just been absolutely tearing it up. He's leading the league in hitting, uh, almost leading the league in home runs, second only to um, Christian Yelich of the Brewers, who surprisingly this week are not in my top five. I wasn't. Yeah, uh, I, I, was, I wasn't. I was kind of surprised by that too. I didn't put it, put them in there yeah. either. They kind of dropped off a little bit. So yeah, I agree with that one as well. But yeah, I got the Dodgers there too. And then at number one, I got the Astros. They've won eleven of fourteen. Their starting pitching is finally coming together, even though. They don't have Dallas Keuchel, which I will keep saying every episode, he needs to be signed. He needs to be on a team. He's too good not to have a team. I don't know why he just doesn't sign a contract for I, a year. I have no idea. Between him and Kimbrell, yeah. I, I honestly have no idea. If that were me, I would have signed December. Oh, yeah, God. I would have signed as soon as the offseason started. Right. I get the first offer. If it's like kind of the years I want, put my name on the dotted line. I'll get that guaranteed money. Because it's, it's not like they're some Joe Schmo. They're yeah, no, Dallas he's won a Cy Young. Kimbrell. He's yeah. won a World Series. Yeah, both of them. Ted Crimble was one of the best closers of all time. He's got the highest strikeout rate of any pitcher yeah. in history. The fact that these guys aren't on teams. Kimbrell, I kind of understand just because he was asking so much. Right. And he's kind of lowered that asking price now. He says he wants to get in the range of that Wade Davis that Colorado gave, that yeah. you know, 18 or 19 million year deal, maybe three or four years. So he's he's come down from that six-year, $100 million ridiculous deal he wanted. Right. But still. Uh, but yeah, so that's our, uh, our power rankings for the week. Uh, we're going to go to... Our, well, I have one player. You have two players of the week. Yeah, uh, I'll I got go you. ahead and let you give yours Yours then. I figure you have one for NL and one for AL. Yeah, so for the NL, I put Christian Yelich. Uh, yeah, it's hard to argue think, with him. I think you had Yelich as well. I had my Yelich. Um, I had uh, my Yelich. You kind of um, go into the stats on that. I am the stats guy, as we discussed yeah. last week. But coming off the M- MVP season, he's just been tearing it up. He's, he's picking up right where he left off last year. Exactly. And if it weren't for Bellinger having the fantastic... Like I don't want to say out of nowhere, but almost out of nowhere season like he's yeah. having, he would be far and away the front runner for MVP in the National League. Yeah, I, th- I think a little bit of that has to do with Bellinger last year had kind of hit that sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Pitches were starting to figure him out a little bit more, yeah. and, and now uh, he's he's shortened up his shortened up his swing and kind of filled those holes against the lefties, especially that he struggled with, and that I think is a big reason why he's been having the success he's been having this year. Right, he's he's made adjustments because mm-hmm. rookie year he hit what thirty? It was thirty nine. Thirty nine home runs. National League so, rookie record. Yeah, something crazy. Just yeah, went off. well, it was so. him and Judge just going back and forth that entire year, yeah, just home yeah. run, home run, two home runs, three home runs, home run, home run. Which I think um, Judge ended up with what 50, 52. 52. Yeah, which broke Mark the, McGuire's rookie record for. Yeah, any but league. he also played half his game in the band box at Yankee Stadium. That yeah yeah. Which, that's a, that's a whole other You get that short versus, left field porch yeah. or that right it's field what, porch. Three three fourteen to left, three nineteen to right, or something. Crazy. Yeah, it's really small, which is a big reason why Brett Gardner hit so many home runs there. <laughs> yeah, Brett Gardner of all people. Right, right. Hit yeah. his hundredth home run uh, this past week. Congrats to him. Really? Okay. Yep. Hundredth okay. career home run, even though he's been in the league about you know twenty five years now. <laughs> yeah, he's about ready to retire. But hey, it's uh, hundred more than I've hit in the majors. So it's ninety nine more than I've hit in the majors. Yeah, it's 99 more than I've hit in my entire life. So, yeah, basically yeah. same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, NOI had Yelich. AOI had Gallo, uh, Joey Gallo. With the he Rangers. had a monster week. And he, I was very close. It was, came down to those two guys for me. Yeah. Because they, Gallo had a ridiculous week. He had, what, four home runs? Yeah, four home runs, 11 ribbies, uh, hit 478, yeah. 654 on base. Yeah, it's, um, it's ridiculous slugging, for him. So, yeah. And the big thing for him is he's cut down on that strikeouts. Yeah. 
Because his entire thing these past couple of years has been 40 home runs and 120 strikeouts. Right. He's one of those uh, kind of like that Adam Dunn guy who's yeah. the three true outcomes. It's going to be a home run, a pop out, or a strikeout. Yeah, or Chris Davis. Which yeah, Chris, Chris Davis, Davis finally got finally got a hit. Congrats what, to him. 50-plus at-bats. 54 at-bats without getting on base. Without getting on base. Not even just a hit. Without getting oh, on base. he didn't even get walked. Yeah, he didn't even get walked. Oh, I thought he was struck just out just about every game, about right. every at-bat. It was ridiculous, but... Yeah, we actually talked about that a couple weeks ago, how it was one of those impressive stats, and not for a good reason. Yeah. But I'm well, glad to see him breaking out. That's kind of how those power hitters are going. You either mm-hmm. see a strikeout, a home run, or yeah. a pop-out. Yeah, yeah. It's that Adam Adam Dunn is making a comeback. If yeah. Adam Dunn was in this league right now, imagine how much money he could make. Is he still not in the league? He finally retired? Yeah, he finally retired like seven or eight years ago or something. Oh, he was on the Nats so for a while. Old. I know. Yeah. He hit one out of uh, Great American Ballpark in Cincy, like just out of the park yeah, one time, yeah. dead center. It was one of the most impressive home runs I've ever seen. Yeah. So, but yeah, I had Gallo for the AO. I, I can't argue with that. Deservedly so. Oh, yeah. yeah. He carried that team for this past week. And the Rangers had a really good stretch this past week, too. And he's a big reason why. Yeah. They that did. offense carried them. They won that game against the Astros the other day, 11 to 10. Yeah. Which is fantastic to see an outburst like that from them. I think the Rangers will be a surprise this year. Ben would love to hear that. Yeah. Because he does not would. think that at all. Yeah, I think he thinks they they're just going down the toilet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, got to give him a little bit of credit, you know. Yeah, well, so. they, they're clearly doing something right. Yeah, if you get player of the week, uh, cool. but yeah, like like you mentioned, Christian Yelich, my player of the week, hard to argue against it. Five home runs, he's got thirteen on the year, leads major leagues by you know three or four, sixteen RBIs on the week, not even just for the year. So he leads the league in RBIs too. Uh, he hit four seventeen with a five thirty three on base percentage and a one point four one seven OPS, which is Barry Bonds numbers. What is he at for RBIs for the year? Uh, I believe he is at 39 or so, I want to say. I will check real quick because I know it's close to that. Um, but still, he's at 31. A, we're not even at, what, quarter way through the season? We're not even in May yet. That's still the first month of the season, yeah. and he's already hitting 13 30. home runs and 31 RBIs. That's crazy. You got four months left of season, dude. <laughs> save, save some for the postseason, man. That's what, 60 home run RBI pace? I I have no idea. I was actually looking, um, MLB did an article the other day about some of the ridiculous paces that players are on, and Cody Bellinger was on pace for like 160 home runs and 300 RBIs. Max Scherzer was on pace for almost 400 strikeouts. It was Some of those stats were yeah. ridiculous. And Christian Yelich was on there too with RBIs and home runs as well. Well, that was that was really interesting to interesting to read. But yeah, he's got thirty one on the air, still leads the majors. I think I think he can keep that up for the entire season. Oh yeah, I mean he showed last year. The big reason why I think he was so underrated in Miami is because they had such a deep ballpark. He didn't hit a lot of home runs. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they had that deep center, especially. He loves yeah. going dead center with with home runs, and they had that statue in the center where it kind of curved in the field and left about an extra twenty feet around on the other side, where yeah. would any almost any other park except maybe Petco would be a home run. So that's, that's it, the one thing Jeter's done great there is get rid of that. statue. I hated that statue almost as much as I hate the Phillies. Also, kind of love that statue too because that's it, it was it, just kind of funny. Well, it was amazing to see yeah. Judge hit the home runs off that thing in yeah. the uh, home run derby his rookie year. Right, that was one of the coolest things. Then we hit one off the roof. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So yeah, get rid of that for sure. Yeah, but yeah, so Christian Yelich, my player of the week, having uh, uh, I don't even know what words I can use to describe the season or week he's had, but deservedly so got rookie or excuse me, not rookie. God, he's not a rookie. Uh, player of the week, both from us and uh, Major League Baseball. He still looks like a rookie, though. He, he still he's got like baby he's face 12. like yeah, me, bro. Definitely looks like he's twelve. Yeah, uh, yeah. I it's know like the in, uh, very well. It's like in bench warmers. He got on the team with the the thing that says, "I am twelve. Yeah, I'm twelve. And yeah. he just threw the umpire a ten dollar bill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, that's our uh, players of the week. Now we're going to go into Toolbox. Uh, for you guys that haven't been listening, Toolbox is a segment we do every week. We trade off between me and Ben. Ben did it last week, so this week it's going to be me with uh, Brevin um, helping me out a little bit. Uh, we pick a couple of tools, one or two tools, uh, from the five tools of baseball. Hitting, arm, steel, arm strength, fielding, power, and speed. We pick one or two of those and talk about it this week. Mine for this week are arm strength and fielding, and it was part of probably the most ridiculous double play I've seen maybe in my life. Ramon Laureano uh, against the Jays robbed a home run and from the warning track overthrew first base on the fly by about 20 feet. And oh, I could I can't even it's mind boggling. If you guys haven't seen the play, go out and watch it. It's one of the coolest things you'll ever see. Uh, and then the throw got backed up by Hundley and they got the runner out at second. But I just the arm strength to do that on the fly. Yeah, just guys can't even do that on a, on two bounces half the time. Yeah. Exactly how they drew it up, though. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah exactly that was totally planned. Yeah, he yeah, knew what exactly. he was doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did, he did that last year too. He threw somebody out. Yeah, he threw someone out on the fly from first. Yeah, yeah. Like at the warning track. Yeah, dude's just ridiculous. Yeah, he's yeah, got an arm. amazing arm, and he's finally heating up with the bat too, which is fantastic to see. Yeah, but to overthrow that ball by twenty feet and but, have yeah, it by hit his, the, oh my lord, the dugout yeah. basically. But that's the importance of the catcher always mm-hmm. backing up the play. And that's an excellent point to bring up for a lot of you younger listeners uh, out there, guys that have kids or you know coach or something. Always have your catcher back up the play. Always, because if that if he hadn't backed it up, the guy runner probably would have gone to second, maybe even third, if he was already on his way to second. Yeah, because that that would have gone into the stands. Oh, that would have gone out of play. Yeah. That would have gone out of play. Maybe on the fly. Yeah. Who knows? Although if it, I if don't it, know if it hits the net, is that out of play? I think uh, that would be out of play. I think yeah, it's considered out of play if it hits the net. Although, actually, I don't know because on on foul balls and stuff, like the catcher yeah. can't catch it right for an out if it's. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's interesting. We'll, we'll look into that. Let's um, call the commissioner up and ask him. Yeah, I'll just call up Rob Manfred, see what he's doing. Hey, we got an important question. <laughs> What's up, dude? How you doing? We'll get him on the show next yeah, week. Yeah, call, exactly, call, yeah. call him in. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, along with this, actually, uh, there was almost another guy I chose uh, for hitting. It was Joey Votto. For the first time in his career, out of 6,600 at-bats or something like that, he popped out to first base. It was like thousands of bats. Yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. It was like... 6,500 plus something crazy at bats his entire career is, he's been in the league 14 years now now was that popping out in fair territory or in foul territory too I don't know but that's the first time he's ever popped out to first base like period not even foul or fair territory it's just the first time it's ever happened huh. in his career he should just retire yeah I mean you know? yeah you kind of, that's yeah. kind of the, the end it's of your all, road it's there all downhill from yeah, here no. you know you're not going to do that for another 6,000 yeah. at bats you're not going to play for another 14 years. Right, yeah. Which Joey Votto, he's, he's one of my favorite players. Oh, his antics on the field yeah, are amazing. I love him so much. Oh, yeah. He's, and he's, he's one of the best first basemen in the league. Yeah. Arguably very, in history. Very underrated. Because didn't he win an MVP? He won ago? MVP back in like 2011 or right. 2013 or something, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, and he's stuck with Cincinnati all those years. I love it. Well, he signed a huge deal with him. He had like a 10-year, $200 million deal or something. He was right at that cusp where like Pujols and Cano were all signing yeah. their big extensions and contracts and stuff too. So he got that, and obviously he deserves it entirely. His on-base percentage, his on-base numbers are ridiculous. He has yeah. the best batting eye in the entire league. Right. Like he, he does. You know he's good when Bryce Harper's 2015 
season on base percentage wise is compared to a different Joey Votto season exactly. where he didn't win MVP. Exactly. That's how good this guy is. Yeah. One of the most underrated players in baseball, yeah. in my opinion. But he doesn't get the credit because he's not on a big market team. He's not on a big market already, team. Yeah. And he's not one of those loud, outspoken guys like a Harper yeah. or like a Judge or something like that. Which like, Harper got ejected the other night again. Love to see that. And yeah. I love, especially, Gabe Kapler and Jake Area came out against him. They were like, don't do that, man. That's not good yeah. for the team. Well, did you, did you see Kapler? He basically shoved Harper yeah. out of the way. Well, like, Harper oh. came up and he shoved Kapler out of the way. Like, yeah. no, I'm going to get in the umpire's face. I'm going to tell him what I want. You know, Kapler, he's not going to put up with that. Oh, God, no. It's it's really interesting because they both have such fiery personalities. Yeah. Like, how that's going to work. Because when Harper was in, in the Nationals, he never really had that that fiery personality of a coach. You know, we had Dusty Baker. We had Matt Williams. I don't even get me started on Matt Williams. I miss Dusty Baker with yeah. all of my heart. That was one of the worst decisions we've ever made was letting him leave. And then we have uh, Davey Martinez now, who I'm still kind of on the fence about, but yeah. he's not that you know get in your face kind of guy. Yeah, he's that sit back, let everything kind of evolve kind of guy. Right. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that relationship between Kapler and Harper plays out over the season and the next 13 years. Yeah, which I still can't believe. To me, that was kind of a, a long contract. And not that much money, you know. the The AAV on that wasn't that great. It was what twenty six million a year. So, it, well, he got thir- it was thirteen years, three hundred fifty million, no opt outs, no trade clause, which probably comes out to like between like twenty nine and thirty two million or something it was, like that. It, it was three thirty. Uh, it was three hundred thirty million. Oh, three thirty. Yeah, yeah, excuse it was, me. Excuse it was only me. Like yeah, twenty six million a year. I haven't I, done the math on that. That'd be interesting to read. I think he just kind of took the deal. Well, I think from the from the start, he wanted to be in DC, and once DC. Because it, it came out, you know, at the end of the season, we offered him a 10-year, $300 million deal. Right. With, but the payments on that were deferred to 2076. Was this a Bobby Bonilla? It, it was yeah. a Bobby Bonilla yeah. kind of contract, yeah. And That dude's still getting paid. I had Bobby Bonilla Day is one of the most celebrated holidays in my life. Yeah. I love Bobby Bonilla Day because I hate the Mets. Yeah. And they're still paying that man a million and a half a year. <laughs> it's It's amazing. And he's been out of the game for, what, 15 years? It's the biggest like con in baseball history. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. If that, yeah. were, if that were me, I would have been like, yeah, I'll sign. You, oh, you want to pay me till 2076? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's yeah. lifetime monetary security. Right. Like, you don't want that? Like, you only want that for 13 years? Yeah. What about the rest of your life? I'll go play in D.C. for 10 years. Shit, I'll play in Philly for as long as I need to if I get paid till 2076. I'll play in Tampa for that, that I, money. Yeah, I will play literally anywhere in baseball or any sport, if I got that kind of money right, deferred yeah. over that many years. You want me to go play soccer? I'll go play soccer for that. Oh, yeah. You want, me, soccer in my you want life, to go play goalie in a hockey national team? Like, yeah, I got that, yeah. bro. I got this on lock. I don't. I don't, but, but <laughs> <laughs> I'd be paid like I did. Yeah. yeah. All right. But, yeah, it's going to drop. It's going to wrap it up for Toolbox. Hopefully next week uh, Ben will have his. If not, I'll have it for Ben since I usually do anyway. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Ben if you're listening. Probably is, probably not. Who knows? Uh, we are going to go into actually one of my favorite things we're going to talk about that I'm surprised we haven't talked about it until this point. And I'm very glad when I was texting you the other day about what we want to do for this episode, you brought this up. We're talking about baseball's unwritten rules and specifically pimping a home run. Yes. So the, the thing that led up to this, Tim Anderson for the White Sox the other day, uh, was it against the Royals? Yeah, the Royals. It was the Royals, yeah, yeah because the, the coaches got into it too. But he uh, hit a huge home run. One of the coolest bat flips I've ever seen. I love, absolutely love, love bat flips. Like yeah. Bryce Harper's at the end of the home run derby last year it was one of the coolest things. That was my uh, Twitter screensaver for so long, between that and the uh, the Strickland fight. But uh, he had that bat flip, and the next at bat they come back and hit him because they didn't appreciate the fact that he stood there and watched his home run and flipped his bat. Yeah, and that ignited an 
all out brawl to the point where the managers were even fighting. Yeah, they were. They which were. is one of the coolest things I've ever yeah. seen. The uh, Yo stand is at Renteria. Yeah, I think the so. White Sox manager. Yeah, yeah. I want to say Ozzy Guillen, but it's, that was like ten years yeah. ago. But yeah, no, he was there. Yeah, oh, I miss Ozzy. Yeah, <laughs> but no, back. yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was interesting to see. But I mean, where, where do you stand on on bat flips and pimping a home run? One hundred percent, do it. If you if you hit a home run and you absolutely demolish a ball, oh yeah, you have every right to celebrate. Oh yeah, if you're if that pitcher's throwing you know ninety five down the center of the plate and you smash it four fifty, yeah, you have a right to sit there and and watch it a little bit. I don't care if it's even the first inning. Oh God, no. and or you're up seven to nothing. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure the White Sox game it, it was kind of out of hand. Yeah, it wasn't really it wasn't a close game. No, not really. And the Royals aren't aren't very good this year, which right. you know their, their pitching has been yeah. Like as as a as a hitter in the MLB, you're one of hundreds of guys. One of mm-hmm. you're probably top one percent in the entire in the U.S. that have been able to make it to that level. Well, and arguably the world too. The world. Your odds of hitting a home run in a major league baseball game against guys now that are throwing ninety eight, ninety nine, a hundred exactly, you and know. even Jordan Hicks hitting a hundred and five on the regular. Yeah. Like, do you know how hard it is to hit a home run? It, hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. Change my mind. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I that, no, maybe, that wasn't for you. That was for yeah. the listeners. I would say no one will ever change my mind. Maybe stopping a penalty kick in soccer. Oh, maybe. I can do that. I used to do it all the time. All right, let's go right now. All right, let's do it. All right, see you guys next <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, no, show's no. over. No. But yeah, no, I, by all means, if you hit a home run and you crush it 450, 470 feet. You deserve to be able to look at it. Bat flip. You know, you see, the you hell see, out of that. You see pitchers every time they get a strikeout, just pumping their fists, mm-hmm. yelling off the mound. Yeah, and it, I don't really feel like it's that different. Yeah. Do you see that closer? I think it was a closer for a double A team. Did a backflip? Really? After he closed a game out. I remember seeing a thing a while ago. A guy in Miami, uh, two or three years ago, did a fist pump. Except he lost his balance and kind of did a somersault and then uh-huh. stood back up and finished it. Yeah. Which is pretty cool to see. But you could tell he totally messed it up. But yeah. I didn't see that thing. That's cool. I yeah. might have to go oh, try yeah, to find no, that. Oh yeah, legit did a backflip, just a standing backflip and. See, I'm cool with that too. Yeah, I'm. If you strike out a guy, if it's like bottom of the ninth, score is tied, yeah. bases loaded, two two strikes, and you strike a guy out, yeah. hell yeah, show some emotion. Make baseball fun again. Let the kids play. Let the kids play. Let the kids play. Like, and I, 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 oh, I didn't oh, cut you. No, you're good, dude. Go have ahead. you seen the uh, like the uh, like the uh, the Dominican series and like the Mexican series, like mm-hmm. those Latin players? Mm-hmm. After every home run, they're all out of the dugout oh, yelling yeah. and cheering. Those fans are into it. Oh, yeah. And that's why there's so much interest in those countries is because the fans can get into it because the players get to show emotion. Right. The players get to do what they love. They get to play the game they love the way they want to do it. Yeah, because most of those guys, they came from nothing. Yeah. You know, growing up poor, they, dirt poor. You know, this is all they have. Yeah. I mean, I remember listening to Mariano Rivera talk about when he was a little kid, he had a cardboard glove. Right. And it made him the happiest kid in the world. Yeah. So they, they know what it takes to get that to that level. Exactly. and celebrate accordingly and I, I think to a certain extent they have more appreciation for the game than most major leaguers or most even most like little leaguers in the united states i yeah. think they have a, a bigger appreciation for the game yeah but like you remember in little league because you played little league baseball right uh i played up until coach pitch and then we didn't have a team until i got to high school and then i played in high school but so like, i, I kind of missed everything in between yeah you remember kind of all those years where you're sitting in the dugout as a player you're cheering you're having yeah. chance you're having yeah you know you're having a great time I used to be in the dugout in high school all the time going, hey, bada bada swing, bada Right, or on the field. Yeah, just yeah, exactly. Crap. Yeah. You know. Oh, they, when we played our rivals in high school, I would talk mad crap. Yeah. 
if I was on base or if I was playing infield, I would talk mad crap to everyone. I couldn't back it up because I wasn't as good as them, but I would talk it. Yeah, it's like when when somebody hits a home run, your teammates in the dugout are just like, all right, good job, cool. Yeah, I remember I was uh, I had a you know shameless plug here. I threw a no hitter in high school okay. in four innings of work because we run run ruled them, so I didn't get any more. <laughs> hey, I had like counts. eight walks and six strikeouts. Hey, that still counts. Worst no hitter of all time. Yeah, but uh, this guy, the only reason it was a no hitter with an asterisk, and my friends on the team made fun of me for they still make fun of me to this day. Uh, in like the third inning or so, we were playing this team, uh, Baloo High School, who was not a good baseball team. They're they're a football team. They're or they're a football school. They're a basketball school. And one of the football players was playing baseball that day. He was six six two forty. He was committed to Kentucky to play defensive end on a full ride. Mm-hmm. I threw him a pitch. No one had been hitting me all day, like at all. Threw him down the middle. He hit that like thirty feet past the fence with a mail bat. That thing would have cleared the fence by 20 feet with a wood bat. He crushed it so much. Yeah. And I remember as he was coming around third, I was like, hey, man, nice hit. I was like giving him credit. And then the umpire was like, hmm, that sounded kind of funny. I'm going to check the bat. The legal bat called him out. Really? Yep. You have it corked or something or whatever metal bat? I didn't ask. I wasn't going to complain. Yeah. I think it was because we played with uh, drop threes. It might have been like a drop five or drop ten yeah. or something. So that makes sense. But hey, I'll take it. I got a no hitter on my name. Yeah. With an asterisk. With an asterisk. Yeah, you know, I'll take the asterisk because I got the no hitter. I mean, so does Barry Bonds. He has the home run record with an asterisk. Yeah, I don't. He doesn't have the record, and it's Hank yeah. Aaron. Yeah, that's my personal opinion. Yeah, I no. feel like we agree on that. Yeah. So. Thank you for yeah. agreeing with that. That hasn't come up with Ben yet, but I think it will at some point. And I'm yeah. curious to hear uh, what he has to say about that. Yeah, by by all means, I agree with you know him and home runs. Yeah, dude, flips. do it. And yeah. on the other side of that, they shouldn't have to be afraid when they do that that they're going to get hit by a pitcher. Because we see so many times guys get hit with a pitch, they get injured. Yeah. Trey Turner a while ago got hit by a pitch. He's been out for a month now. He's going to be out a little bit longer. Right. You see guys all the time. Especially in on your hands. Yeah. You know, breaking hands or yeah. you know, throwing at your head. Oh, throwing at the head, I don't, even if it's like just to graze him, I, that's not yeah. cool. Because we've cool. seen guys in the past whose careers have been ended. There was a guy, I don't remember his name, but his, his first major league at bat, he got hit in the head. And he's never played in a game since. Because hmm. he's had so many like, complications just because of that injury. Well, James Earl Jones from the Sandlot, same thing happened. Yeah. Yeah, he got hit and yeah. blind, you know? Exactly. Career over. Yeah. No, that, that'll that do it, man. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I so, mean, of course, he had a Babe Ruth ball, which you know, yeah. kind of helps when yeah. you're blind. And they, they like. pickled the beast, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, of course. But, you know, I, I agree with that, too. As a as a pitcher, if you give up a home run... You, you kind of have to shake it off. Yeah. Go throw him your best. Yeah. And if he can hit it, let him hit it. Yeah. You know, don't, don't sit there and throw inside and oh, say God, hey no. you know screw you no. you know don't do that show him up yeah. like hey i'm gonna come get you next time yeah if he hits if you throw in your best stuff he hits a home run say that wasn't my best stuff i'm gonna get him next time come back and strike the man out yeah or if he gets you and you don't get him again go back and watch the film work on your stuff get better so that doesn't happen to you again i mean it does it's easier to say when you're sitting on the computer and a mic rather right. than on a field but yeah. to a certain extent like let that motivate you yeah, exactly. Let that say, I'm going to do to him what he did to me. Yeah, Go out now, and do that. Right. Now, yeah, he kind of, the uh, Anderson did show him up a little bit by bat flipping and whatever. Yeah, and, uh, it was, there was a bit of an excessive bat flip, I yeah. think. I still love to see it as a baseball yeah. fan. I do think it's understandable. I would be mad if someone did that against me. Yeah. Be like, what do you, no. It, yeah. You know, screw We're, you. You're up by you? seven runs. You yeah. just hit a home run. What was, like, that? what was that? Yeah, like. Yeah. Well, the same thing happened with uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. I don't, I don't remember the the player, but uh, he hit a home mm-hmm. run and just sat there and watched it. Derek Dietrich it. twice Dietrich, in the game. Yeah, Dietrich. Sat to be fair, and... he hit those into the Allegheny River out of the stadium. So yeah. I'm kind of okay with him watching those because that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, and then they threw behind him. Yeah, yeah. And 
you know, that, that kind of... Um, and that started the brawl and Yasiel Puig. Yeah. Have you seen that picture with uh, Puig just going yeah. at the entire team and the player holding onto his leg? Yeah, which Puig is a hothead. I love know. Puig. Yeah, he's, he's great. Let the kids play, man. Let the kids play. Yeah, and like that I understand. Now, when it comes to, okay, you threw inside, you hit our pitcher, or you hit our player, and then the next inning you go out and throw behind a player. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's kind of in a gray area... Like you're just at that point, you're just throwing at each other and yeah. you're putting somebody on base. Yeah. It doesn't put, make sense. You're putting someone on base. You're risking injury. You're risking uh, a fine and suspension for yourself. Right. You're probably going to get tossed from the game. Your manager's probably going to get tossed from the game. Yeah. There's it's, probably might, who knows nowadays we see a lot of fights happening, might break out in a fight. So you yeah. get seven people suspended like with Chris Archer. Yeah. And, and like everyone else in that Cincy game. Last year, the Padres and the Rockies were playing and, um, Luis Perdomo, you know, they were kind of going back and forth the whole game mm-hmm. and, in the, I think it was the fifth inning or something, first pitch, Arenado's up to bat, and they throw right behind him. Yep. And Arenado just, I don't know. Charged if the mound, yeah, I yeah. saw that. And just trying to throw haymakers. Like, if mm-hmm. he, he would have landed that punch, oh, just he would have been done for 20 games. Well, it's the same thing. I, I think about this because we had that um, the Harper-Strickland fight. I don't know if it was last year or a couple years ago, but Strickland hit him as a retaliation for that 2014 postseason where he had three home runs off him. Yeah. And Harper charged the mound, you know, tried to throw his helmet at him in a <laughs> Which was funny. Worse, just, well, I think I think mid-throw, he decided that. Yeah, he was like, good I don't want to hurt this guy a lot. Nah. But, uh, and after that fight, I had a screenshot of him, like, getting a solid punch on Strickland, and that was my Twitter header for about a year. Yeah. So I was very happy with that. But that's the same kind of thing. You, For one thing, Strickland didn't have a reason to hit him. That was three years ago. Get over it, dude. Yeah. Y'all won the series. Don't even, that's not, it shouldn't even be a thing. It's like you texting your ex after three years and like, hey, what's up? It's like, get over it, you know? Yeah. Move on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Find someone else, bro. Yeah. 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 Find yeah. another guy to hit with your pitches. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I I don't want to say it's good for the game to see brawls because it's not, but it definitely gets the fans involved. It, it, I think... A little bit. It's it turning. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows hockey. You, yeah. know, you go to a you go to a fight. You hate when a hockey break, game breaks out. Yeah. Like it, it's it's turning into something kind of like that, which I'm kind of okay with. I don't like seeing brawls. People get injured. Uh, I know in that Strickland Harper fight, Michael Morris, who is near and dear to my heart, he was with the Nats for so long back in 2012 and that fantastic year he had. Uh, he got a concussion and he's out of baseball. Yeah. Because of that concussion he got in the fight, he can't see. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I hate when that kind of stuff happens. But I, I love seeing people show up each other on the game. Yeah. Yeah, dude, do that. If you hit that home run 500 feet, you could deserve to stand there for a few seconds to watch it. Yeah. You deserve to chirp at the pitcher while you're walking around the mound. And, and flip the bat. Yeah, flip the bat a little bit, dude. Have yeah. some fun with it. Let the kids play. And on the opposite side, keep saying that. if you come back and <clears throat> strike out somebody in a big situation. Fist bump. Or do even a backflip. strike somebody out. Do a yeah. backflip, bro. Do a backflip. Yeah. We need more backflips. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why Max Scherzer, outside of being one of my favorite Nationals players, is one of my favorite pitchers in the league is because he shows so much emotion at the mound. And when you beat him, he just gets this look on his face that, as me watching the game, I get scared. I kind of like start shaking in my boots. It's terrifying. I would never want to be on the receiving end of that glare. Yeah. But he, he takes that as motivation. He says, okay, you're not going to do that to me again. And he comes back and he battles back with his best stuff. That's why you see him throwing 97, 98 in the eighth and ninth innings of games. Right. Because he just dials it up. Yeah. It's, he I'm plays gonna, with that emotion and that passion. I'm going to give you my best stuff. You bring your best stuff. We'll and see who wins. Let the best man win. Yeah. That's what it should be. That's all baseball should be around. And it, when you win that battle, show a little bit of emotion. Show some love. Show some passion. Right. Yeah. Because they're playing this game because they love the game. You know, obviously they're making millions and millions of yeah. dollars, which helps a little bit. And yeah. I'd do that for millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. 
you're taking the fun out of the game. And baseball is really worried about losing fans. Hence, you know, the attempt to shorten games, the pitch clock, the the clock between pitches, the limited or limitations on mound visits. Right. That's not what's going to get fans interested in the game. It's not what's going to bring fans to the game. Yeah, that's that's not the problem. Yeah, the problem has never been the game times. Yeah. We had, I mean, you sell out almost every game. Like the Red Sox sold like sold out like ten years in a row, and they were playing three, three and a half hour games. Right. That's how long baseball's supposed to be. Yeah. It's well, supposed even, to be that even way. Even a football game's two, two and a half hours. Exactly, and people watch that, no problem. Yeah. Which I've noticed uh, going to because I've been to a couple of the Sod Poodles games, mm-hmm. and granted, it's Double A baseball. I have yet to, and I'm very jealous that oh. everyone else has gone. You, you got to go. I, mean, I know. Six bucks a ticket. I know. Yeah. So, anyways, at at the game, you know, it's. It's a lot different from going to a professional baseball game because mm-hmm. you're not really invested that much, but you're still, you know, yeah, you're paying still attention being a little bit. Yeah. Where, you know, for me, I've noticed I really don't pay attention to the game that much. When you're at the side pools games? Yeah. Interesting. Because you're, you're with your family, you're with your friends, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, buying $9 beers. You're not there are, to do game scores. Number. Yeah. You're, you're there to hang yeah. out with friends. $9 beers don't even get me started. Yeah. Nats Park, a Bud Light's like $11. Not that yeah. I'd know. I'd never bought one. I'm not 21. I don't drink. You're still not but, 21? No. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> yeah. Boy. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. Appreciate that. I thought you were older. No, um, I turned 21 on May. Ooh, uh, May hey. 29th. There you go. There you go. I have a flight the next morning to D.C. at 10 a.m. <laughs> we'll see if I make it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean... It, it's really the experience that people are going to the mm-hmm. games for. Mm-hmm. And there just happens to be a baseball game. Yeah. Which I agree with. You know, I've noticed that even Rockies games I go to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a diehard baseball fan. I, you know, I follow the game my yeah. whole life. I'll, I'll watch the Rockies on mm-hmm. uh, TV. I'll even listen to them on the radio. Oh, I, I when I'm uh, like at work or something, I'm knocking out homework and I can't watch something because I'll be yeah. too distracted. I'll put on, you know, a random game and just listen to the radio broadcast. Yeah. I got called a grandpa the other day because I listened to the games on the radio. Well, that makes two grandpas we've had on the show yeah. now because Ben hey. is basically a grandpa. Yeah, exactly. He's got the hairline and body of a forty-year-old man. So exactly. Yeah, yeah we're gonna go totally with it. understand. So, but yeah, you're you're going to the game. You're you're really going for the experience. There's mm-hmm. there's so much more going on because people will make the argument, "Oh, baseball's so boring, so boring." It's like, well, go to a baseball game at a stadium and watch. Yeah, well, that and, you'll and enjoy it's boring because you don't understand it. There's yeah. so many little things that happen between innings and even between pitches that people don't watch unless they pay attention to baseball and grew up playing baseball and stuff right. like that. So I have a really I have an issue with people that say baseball's not fun or it's boring to watch. Like you just don't it baseball's just not your thing. It's yeah. not boring to watch. It's absolutely a great time to watch. Yeah. I I love watching games. I mean, I have the MLB TV so I can watch four games at once. Yeah. I do that every day. Yeah. That's I I agree with that and yeah. even for the someone who hasn't followed the game their whole life or were it's just watching the game because your significant other's mm-hmm. watching the game or something like that. They still enjoy it. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just it's just a fun atmosphere. Well, it's about being with your family. It's about yeah. being with friends you like, going to a game. And watching some baseball. I mean, I, I can't think of a better day than, you know, 72 degrees, slight breeze, partly cloudy, going to Nats Park with my dad, just talking and watching the game. Right. I can't think of a better day than that. Yeah. And even if you've never watched the game in your life, I've never gone to a baseball game with someone who's never like been to a baseball game or mm-hmm. never seen baseball and say I hated that experience. Yeah, exactly. They all and the thing I love about baseball is nothing the same thing never happens twice. Right. Like you'll see, you know, you'll see two pop-outs at center field the same two Any, plays in a row. Yeah. One will be robbing a home run, one will be a dive 20 feet ahead of him. Right. You can't just look at the box score and say, "Oh, that happened that last time. That's, you know, that's the same thing." It, nothing in baseball ever happens twice. 
Exactly. To the, to the T, nothing ever happens twice. Especially with Joey Votto. That's only happened Especially once. with Joey Votto. Yeah, he yeah. only popped out yeah. the first baseman Never once. happened again. Never again. Imagine if he did it next at bat, though. That would have been funny. I, I think he definitely would have retired then. Yeah, like, like, I uh, went my entire career without doing this. Now I do it twice in a game. He's like, yeah, my main goal in my career was to never pop out to the first baseman. Yeah, that's the only reason why I ever played. And that's just, like the thing I wanted to be known for, and, and you took that away from that, me. And so... I'm out, guys. Yeah, yeah. See you guys. Retired middle of the game. Yeah. Steal microphone. Uh, I'm out, guys. I pop out to first base the first time. Yeah. Uh, see you guys later. I consider myself the unluckiest man on the face <laughs> of the earth. <laughs> oh, Luke Gehrig, I love it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. But yeah, so at the end of the day, it comes down to let the bad flips go, let the kids play, let the pitchers show everyone up, have a good time with it, have fun. That's, yeah. that's why people oh, yeah. play baseball. That's why they watch baseball. Play, have fun. Exactly. Exactly. You 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 play to have fun. And make millions of dollars, but well, yeah, you know that that's a majority bonus. of the kids that are playing these days. They play to have fun. Yeah, that's why I play. I mean, minor league aren't getting paid, you know, millions of dollars. I was yeah. getting paid in high school. I think I'm making I more at my job, renting cars than I am than minor league players are. Oh, I think yeah. I probably make more money, you know, stretching pizzas for a living than a lot yeah. of minor leaguers do, and yeah. even independent leaguers. Yeah, exactly. Wait, where are you stretching pizzas at? Barrel and pie. Oh, okay. on the square. Okay, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Shout out to those guys if yeah. uh, y'all want to sponsor me. No one there will ever listen to this ever because yeah. none of them like baseball. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, I'll let yeah, them know it's out. hidden in there and see if they can go find it. Make them yeah. listen to the episode. I'll you tell them it's. I won't tell them where it's at. I just play it at the restaurant. Yeah. Like, I just put my this? phone on aux. Yeah. Be like, what? What are we listening to? It's a uh, baseball ASMR. Yeah, we'll uh, underwrite you for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> you underwrite you. Nice. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. Uh, now, like we mentioned before, you are a huge Rockies fan, yes, sir. and so because of that, we wanted to do a breakdown of Rockies all-time starting team. Right. You get a break. You get one player for each position. You got a starting pitcher and a closer. That's what I did anyway. I know you got a couple extra on top of that, but you're the Rockies guy. I will let you lead this, and I'll just kind of fill in where I can. Yeah, I, I kind of did that. I have a couple extra position players in each position mm-hmm. just because it's very, very close. Yeah, and some of these, uh, I looked at the fan vote a lot to do mine because mm-hmm. their fan vote a couple years ago, and a lot of them, votes-wise, were very, very close. Yeah, well, the, the fan vote was pretty accurate. I actually went to that game last year, the the 25th year anniversary mm-hmm. game. and uh, I bet that was a blast. Oh, it was. They, they had like, Walker and... You know, they had uh, Pedro Stasio and Tori Alba taking BP. And Hell yeah. It was middle of the summer, middle of the day, so it was pretty hot. Yeah. But they gave out uh, 93, like, Rockies jerseys, like, old school Rockies That's jerseys. cool. You know, they were not great material, but... Oh, but they're still, like, a yeah. throwback jersey. Yeah. Wear that to a party or something. Yeah, I showed up at, like, 10 o'clock. <laughs> the game wasn't until 1, and yeah. they're like, here's your jersey. There's, like, thousands of more. Yeah. Like, oh, well... Could have slept in a little bit, but now we get batting practice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got batting practice baked in the sun a little bit. Oh God. Uh, but yeah, so my top twenty-five with a little extra thrown in there. Catcher, I got uh, Yorvi Torrealba. Mm-hmm. He's uh, the guy I have in mind too. Yeah, he was very um, beneficial to the '07 Rockies run. Yeah, he was there for that '07 run and uh, the '09 uh, run, I 09, believe too. Yeah, right? Well, I mean, they got bounced in the first round, but still. Well, yeah, yeah he's, the, he's yeah. part of that team that made the playoffs both those years. Yeah, yeah so he was Torrealba. Torrealba's up there. I also got Ionetta in there. Mm-hmm. He's um, a good I, one. You know, I know was there for a few years, and he's back now. He's on the IL right now, but um, he'll bounce back. So I got uh, Tori Alba and Ionetta. Uh, first base, this is a, a given. Todd yeah. Helton. I mean, probably, I don't want to, I'm not a huge Rockies fan, but I would say he's the greatest Rocky of all time. Oh, hands down. He's, he's the only one that has their, num- their number retired. Yeah. Um, and he, he is, uh, the very first time I saw a hidden ball trick in a game, it was him versus the Cardinals about five years ago or yeah. so. And it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen, and it's stuck with me ever since. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love yeah. Todd Helton. Todd Helton, uh, he'll, he will be a Hall of Famer. I'd say that with confidence. We're, he will we're marking be. it here now. Him and, him and uh, Larry Walker. 
Um, so yeah, I got Helton first base. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, second base I got DJ Lemayhu. Uh, I also put uh, Eric Young Senior in there. Mm-hmm. So he got a lot of people think about. Yeah, which I mean, he was first second baseman in history. Um, he hit the first at bat at home was a home run. That's pretty huge. in Rockies history. That's pretty cool. Wasn't at Coors Field. It was at Old Mile High Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he was still a great second baseman there. Uh, third base, of course, got Nolan. I mean. He might finish out his career as the greatest Rocky of all time. I would say greatest third baseman of all time. Next like, to Mike Schmidt. Like of Brooks Robinson? Okay, I put I put Robinson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just Frank Robinson? Okay, I'd say I'd say top <laughs> top five. I think he'll finish out his career as one of the top five third basemen right. of all yeah, time. Yeah. Definitely greatest Rocky of all time. If he sticks around, he does have that three year opt out of his contract. I think he stays. I think I he think just he loves it there. Too. I think yeah. if they make the postseason this year and add a couple of pieces to get get them a little bit further, I think he's going to stay there for the long run. Yeah. Um, and then I also had Vinny Castilla in there, mm-hmm. uh, part of the Blake Street mm-hmm. Bombers. Um, <laughs> Which was <laughs> earlier we said the Bronx yeah. Bombers, and I was like, wow, that guy's around in like 1927? Yeah, like, he's yeah, got some know. staying power, man. So yeah, Blake Street Bombers, which were Castilla, Walker, Galarraga, and Bichette. Mm-hmm. I think Ellis Burks. No, maybe Galarraga wasn't in there. Burks was. But anyways. Um, so, yeah, I put Vinny in there, which he's actually still with the team. Mm-hmm. He's a special advisor. Uh, shortstop, I put Tulowitzki. Um, pretty feel like it's a pretty easy choice yeah, there. Yeah, there really wasn't anyone close. Uh, Walt Weiss, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nafi Perez, back in the day, he was just quick. Uh, so that was a gimme. Uh, left field, I kind of went outfield in general, but I'll kind of position him. Um, specific places. Mm-hmm. Uh, left field, I have Matt Holiday. I have him there too. Yeah, he did some amazing stuff for them, especially in that 07 and 09 runs. Yeah, should have won MVP 07. I I agree. But the course field effect that is a real thing, which mm. it shouldn't be, but um, it makes Holiday, sense. Yeah. I mean, he did touch the plate against the Padres. That's that's uh, that game 163. He touched the plate. Uh, I also put Dante Bichette in left field, mm-hmm. just kind of as a consolation. Uh, plenty of great years there. Uh, center field, I put Charlie Blackman, which he is actually not in center field anymore. Yeah, it was He's interesting in right the other day. I don't know why they put Desmond, because they they signed. It was really interesting for me to see that, actually, because I was watching the game last night. I was like, oh, Desmond's in center? Because I realized when they signed him, they signed him as a first baseman. Right. And then they went out and signed Daniel Murphy. And they're like, oh, where do we yeah. put him now? you yeah. got to put him in the outfield. And I guess center field makes the best sense for him. Yeah. Desmond, uh, I'm not a big fan of Desmond. <laughs> He's an old Nats guy, so yeah. I, I, I like him a little bit. He... Great guy, with, yeah. not really good with the Rockies so far. No, and he, he used to be that 2020 threat every year where he'd get 20 home runs and 20 steals, yeah. but he'd always bat you know, 250, 235. Right. And his defense would suck to start the year out. He'd have like 10 errors in the first 20 games, yeah. and then he'd be solid the rest of the year. But his fielding percentage would just be so bad because that first two weeks. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you see that catch by Romeo Tapia last night? I did, yeah. and I didn't like it. But did you see the end of the game? Who won? Yeah, uh, the Nationals. Yeah, because, uh, my boy Victor Robles. walk... All the batters. In. I saw that top of the ninth. Yeah. Yep. DJ Johnson. I thought that beard would have helped you, but it didn't. Apparently not. Yeah. Not in Coors Field. Yeah. But that Tapia catch. He just had an overall great game. Tapia's been great this year too. He's, he's he three had an inside home- the park the other night. Yeah. He's hit three home runs last three games. Um, amazing defense. Still think he may have dropped that ball. <laughs> the fence, but I digress. Um, but yeah. So I had Blackman in center, which he's in right field now. Uh, but right field, uh, Rockies all time. I had Larry Walker again. A pretty easy choice. Yeah. I feel like I, I really think they will retire his number. In the they next should. Couple years. He, he has one more year on the ballot, 
Yeah, he got up to like 60% this past year for so Hall of he's Fame. He's close to that because it's what, 70% to get so, in the Hall 75, of Fame? 75. Yeah. 75. So he's, he's getting up there. Yeah. He's getting up there every year. I think I think finally the course field effect is wearing off. Mm-hmm. Like if you're putting Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens up there. Yeah, if you're putting guys that use steroids in there. Steroid use. I don't want to say steroid use is pretty similar to Coors Field, but yeah. kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the Walker had a pretty good quote last year. He's like, hey, no needles went in my ass. I guess <laughs> Coors Field That's is such a Larry steroids. Walker thing to say, yeah. too. You know, you think Canadians would be a little bit nicer, but apparently not. Walker's kind well, of, Joey yeah. Votto's Canadian too, and yeah. we can see he can be some kind of a dick yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, so I put Walker and Ryan. I also had Carlos Gonzalez. He's top five in nearly every category. I, I love me some cargo. Sad we got rid of him, but it was time. I think he'll come back for a year or two at the end of his career, finish out with Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting pitcher, I had De La Rosa. Um, he was top in pretty much every category through over across the board. We actually just signed him to a minor league contract. Oh, got him back. Nice. Yeah, got him back. So he's in the minors Is right that now. Ruby De La Rosa or Jorge De La Rosa? Jorge. Okay. Jorge De La Rosa. So. I always mix those guys up, obviously, because right. same last name. Yeah. So uh, we'll see if he gets called up this year. He he may or may not. Mm-hmm. It may have just been a depth type of thing. Well, with um, Freeland going down for a couple of weeks, you might you might bring him up. Yeah. I feel yeah. like. Which they had Jeff Hoffman make a spot start last night. Mm-hmm. We saw how that went. Yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I don't Go know Nets. if you were watching the game, uh, but Hoffman gave up that three-run double to... Victor uh, Robles. Robles. Yep. And Bud Black came out of the dugout and chewed his ass. Out. I saw that, yeah. And at, yeah. Right after that, he retired like ten of the next eleven. And then of course the bullpen. Usually our bullpen's pretty strong, but we gave it up last night. Well, that's weird because it kind of kind of opposite for us because our bullpen has been one of the worst in the league the entire year. Yeah. And for some reason, we didn't blow it. Yeah. But hey, that's baseball. Yeah. yeah. You know. I mean, there's a, the old saying in baseball: every team's going to win fifty-four games unless you're the you know 2018 Orioles and you win yeah. forty-five. Um, every team's going to win or going to lose fifty-four games is what you do with those 54, 54 games in the middle that really counts. Exactly. So yeah. So, yeah, um, put De La Rosa. I also put Pedro Stasio mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. um, from the early 2000s. He was pretty solid. I didn't put Ubaldo Jimenez in there. See, I had him as my guy because yeah. he had that 2010 season was the, it, it, I think it was the best season for a Rockies pitcher ever, right? Just by uh, besides ERA. Besides Freeland this, this past besides year. Besides Freeland this yeah. past year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to put Freeland in there, but he's only been in there, what, two he's years? He's so young. Uh, yeah, too, too young. Um, Ubaldo. Yeah, he had that one great season, maybe two. I know the rest of it was kind of shaky, and he wasn't there a long time, yeah. as much as uh, like De La Rosa was. Yeah, we also have very terrible pitching, and just a terrible team Course in general over the past 25 years. Well, it, yeah, that's fair. So yeah. Same, uh, pretty much. Yeah, so. but yeah, I put Astacio in there. Um, and then closing pitcher, I put Houston Street and Brian Fuentes. Yeah, I had Houston Street in there. It was close between him and Fuentes. Yeah. Even I'm though, a huge Houston Street fan. Yeah, even though the past two years, uh, Wade Davis and Greg Holland have broken the single-season mm-hmm. saves record back-to-back. But longevity-wise, Fuentes and Houston yeah, Street. Yeah, it's hard to argue with those two guys. Yeah. So, I was going to have you put your Nats top 25, but you said uh, that... I talk about my the Nats all the time. Get the Nats too much. So. They, we get enough Nationals. We get enough Rangers. They hear it all the time. I'm sure if we have an episode where we don't have anything to talk about, we might put that in. Right, but right. now this episode was about you coming on yeah. and you doing your thing for your team. So uh, I would like to thank you for coming on. This yeah, was a great time. Thank you. Yeah, I had a blast. So. Yeah, glad to hear it. Uh, anything else you need to, anything you want to plug for yourself, you know, social media projects you're working on, anything like that? Now's the time to do it. Uh, I'm not really working on any projects, just renting cars. Yeah, well, if you need to rent a car, yeah. go check them out, guys. <laughs> exactly. So. You need to rent a car, go. Huh? Yeah, yeah, Carlos Gonzalez. But yeah, yeah uh, he'll yeah, be selling you the car. 
yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, of course, um, man. This is fantastic. Well, anytime we need someone on, I'll definitely hit you up. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was it was a good time uh, talking some Rockies baseball. It's always good to talk baseball. You know? It's always good to talk baseball in general. Yeah. Especially on a Wednesday at, what, 2 in the afternoon? Exactly, yeah. yeah. There's no baseball going on. we got to you know, talk about it. Although, Can't watch The Rockies anything. and Nats are playing here in 10 minutes. So. Oh, are they, they have an afternoon game today? It's a rugby oh, match, yeah. Oh, I might have to get home and watch that before exactly, work then. Exactly, so. But, yeah, appreciate you having me on. It was fun to uh, talk Rockies a little yeah. bit. So. Glad you enjoyed it, man. Yeah. That's, uh, I think that's going to do it for us here at the Junkyard. So uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, stay fun, stay fresh, and stay watching baseball.